uh, here today with Raymond Miller and I'm John Weber. Uh, we are both members of the Spiritual Quest, um, seekers and explorers. Uh, we decided to sit together and have a brief conversation on politics and the spiritual aspects of the 2020 election. This is such a hyper topic and so many people are emotionally attached to what's happening. And so, of course, some people can be extremely excited and others can be extremely saddened and depressed. And we had this same situation in 2016. And at this moment, it appears to being reversed. And regardless of where people come down in their personal preferences regarding politics, um, there's clearly emotional turmoil and I call it spiritual dissonance, disconnection. They're feeling very upset, very um, perplexed, questioning, you know, the outcome, feeling that maybe something is uh, illegitimate or not legitimate, or others feel like this is exactly what we needed and, you know, God is stepping in to fix things. And obviously, people have different points of view. So, kind of using that as an opening point, why don't you share some of your thoughts on that, Ray? Well, good afternoon, John. Thank you for this invitation. This election is uh, very revealing on, I'll say, our human species. <clears throat> A lot of it is, it's very emotional. A lot of it's not rational. And both sides, I think, are driven mainly by fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of being told what to do or what not to do or whatever that fear is it causes an emotional reaction and a lot of it is irrational uh, there's not much thought about it uh, i know the media it's always in your face 24 7 to be to be afraid of something whether it's the virus or trump or biden or you know, some guy trying to give candy to a kid on the street. There's always some something that they bring to the forefront to cause you to be cautious, wary, suspicious, afraid. And that's problematic overall. Uh, I don't really care what side becomes in control. The need for power and control is a whole different issue. But right now I'm talking about fear. I, I tend to agree with you on that, and you know, I, I think maybe for our audiences to say, you know, we all have this sensation, and you can clearly see, and it almost appears to be perpetrated, like like there almost seems to be an agenda, mm -hmm. and you know, since we can't really stop those sensations from rising, um, you know, what what information or advice would you give to someone who's who's potentially suffering from this to um to better cope or to be able to find more balance or a little less fear sure the way covid has been uh, used to generate fear i think 
We are told what to fear. And what I think people should do is take a pause and think about the things that do make them fearful. Why? How? And then decide if that's where they want to live. If they decide how they want to live, do they want to live in that space all the time? Do they want to react with emotions that are negative or harmful all the time? And I would say the answer would be no. I don't want to live that way. I'd rather live in peace. I'd rather live in harmony. I'd rather live with truth. I'd rather live with goodness and justice and morality and ethics and the list goes on. I'd rather have embrace all of these things in my life and then look back at your family and your children. How do you do you want them to live in that same space that people are trying to create for you to live in fear? And of course your answer as loving parents would be no, I don't want that for my children. I don't want that for myself and my family. And then extend that out to you. I don't want my neighbor to be that way. I don't want that in my community. And keep radiating out this rejection that someone tells you that you must be afraid. Now, fear is a natural, it's a natural thing in a, in a uh, human or mortal life. It's a, but it's how we deal with it that builds our character. And it, it gives us strength to weather the bad things rather than run and hide. Running and hiding does nothing except hide you away. I think most of our audience uh, certainly feel the same way as far as what, we're, what we seek for ourselves and our families. And maybe, you know, to some extent, I, I know for myself personally, it, it feels very upsetting in the sense that in order for a society to function, um, you, we need to have confidence in the society, and we call that rule of law. And when we see an election that takes place, um, a clear winner is not determined on the night of the election. Never in, in the past have we stopped counting in the morning and have additional ballots come in and this whole situation that developed after the fact. And to many of us, we've, we're, we're excited to think that, well, maybe this crazy Donald Trump who has been so polarizing um, and, and so upsetting, this could be something good. And then there are other people in, in the religious community who really feel as if Donald Trump was their savior. And regardless of the individual personal take on these things, to me what what's concerning is the fact that the the polarization and the the toxicity that that we've been undergoing um, certainly for the last decade or so we were hoping that this was going to be the, the the resolving of that the resolution of these conflicts and now it almost seems as if there is a plotted effort on behalf of some groups, someone is pulling the strings, someone is orchestrating this destabilizing of the entire world because I think that America being the leader of the world 
and being kind of the most uh, powerful country and built under the ideas that, you know, that we have liberty and justice for all. And that seems to be totally undermined. And what do you think the effects of that have, not only on us here, but what do you think the reverberation is across the entire world? Well, there's, there's a whole bunch of questions in that statement. The first thing I, I see, you know, and I, I don't embrace Trump or Biden, but what, what I did see leading up to and into Trump was Trump got elected for some reason, and that reason was that people were dissatisfied with the status quo. They wanted something different. They didn't know what it was, but it wasn't the status quo. We started moving towards political correctness, and you couldn't say this and you couldn't do that. And it was it's all about someone else telling you what to say, what to do, how to act. And it becomes this insidious behavioral control effort. And it's a way that someone else has in mind for you to do that. And as free individuals of free will, uh, that was being stifled. If we spoke out or reacted a certain way, no one had to come and police you. The people policed you. It was self-policing. Everybody wants to fit in, and so you fit in. Eventually, you're not who you are. You're who you have been made to be. But the problem is, and, and this is the beauty of Trump, in my opinion, he wasn't a typical politician. He wasn't falling in line with the, the ensconced order of politics. He was a renegade. And he used to be a Democrat. But he no longer embraced that radical or that movement towards radical progressivism. And so he switched. But that's not the point. The point is, is that what he did stopped this indoctrination overall. And now it causes turmoil. Now you have to think what are my morals? What are my ethics? What are the good things in life that I want? I'm not being told what they are anymore. I have to think and decide what they are for myself. And that's the benefit that I see that Trump has brought, that he's making us go undergo self-examination as to who we are as individuals, who we are as a family, who we are as a community, and even countries and as a world populace. What are we? And I just want to touch on the, uh, the riots. Some of these are orchestrated, but there's riots and there's uprisings around the globe. And they're not about that somebody got killed in a street in Cleveland or wherever, Chicago, you name it. It isn't, they don't know, they don't relate to the American society, but there's an uprising all around. And what is that? It's an awakening. It's an awakening to the injustices that have been perpetrated everywhere, not just here. This is a great country, and there are worse places. We just don't 
know about them. So what are the sources of that, do you think? Because I know for the religious community, they think that, you know, that the devil is in control of the world. They'll quote scriptures that say, you know, that the whole world is lying in the power of the wicked one, and that there's like this evil satanic influence that's 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 driving this. And to many in the spiritual community who are looking at this um, rationally and with the idea of how to uh, ideally live their own life to truly want to be in a place of love and acceptance. We see both sides, and yet most of the turmoil really is not about people as much as it is just ideologies. There's a fear reaction. Right, and and I also it, it, it seems as if the fear in opposition to that you know, also manifested itself, and I think that it, it many could make a cogent argument that efforts have been put forth to undermine or attack that and that many of these votes that have been put in that the the objective to make sure that everyone voted to make sure that everyone got a ballot because there was concern about covid and they didn't want people to i mean they wanted people to be staying at home to remain safe but so they wanted to make sure that everyone had a vote and now what seemed to be um done with a prudent idea of making sure that everyone's safe now almost appears to to some to be an effort to undermine the vote of Trump supporters. Yes, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that. But you brought up the issue of people looking to blame others for the turmoil and their situation, like the, the devil did it or somebody... And I see that as a systemic problem that's been uh, extended across our society, which is, it's not my fault. It's always somebody else's fault or somebody else's. There's always an excuse or a reason why it's not their fault. And what I would, what I believe, it's, it goes along with all of this other stuff that's gone on. We need to take responsibility for ourselves we need to take responsibility for our own individual reactions and the consequences thereof but in that process we're going to learn about ourselves we're going to learn how to be good we're going to learn how to work together and not blame somebody else if something goes wrong we have to be more far reaching in our visions about who we are and what we want to be and, and where do you think the f source, I mean, on our spiritual quest, we're trying to kind of promote this idea of being able to get people together to connect on these principles of love and connection and light and life and to try to back away from the politics and the toxicity of the victimization culture um, or the, you know, the, the, the aggressive capitalism um, or, or the, the arguments towards socialism. Um, and, and yet, they almost seem unavoidable. Where is the teaching? Where is the, the source for information to get us away from these polarizing tribal identities that we tend to fall into by routine? You know, we just line up with people like us. You know, we support our own groups. And, and no one has the ability to seem to be able to have any empathy or any connection to what they view as, quote, the other, unquote. You know, that somehow it, it, it's demonized it's 
they in many cases they truly believe and feel on both sides i think people are terrified that the problems in washington and a lot of the corruption that took place the the whole russian collusion thing and all this all the money and effort that's been spent to um, take trump out has revealed so much corruption that it seems to be off the charts and yet on the other side you have people who truly are terrified of Donald Trump that you can you can see pictures of him identical to, to Adolf Hitler standing in a podium and, and yelling with his big mouth and just demonizing so many people that he views as opponents and he hears these people chanting we love you we love you we love you and they're terrified that there is an uprising of a of a nationalist movement that's here to reinvigorate another world war and these two polarizing points of view are so embedded we had hoped would have been resolved by this election only seems to have been magnified well you keep bringing me back to uh, fear they make up things about anybody to keep that amplitude of fear high in you and when when you have you live in fear you're not in a space of peace you cannot you don't really coexist and when you're in a space of fear you're not going to make rational intelligent decisions you're going to make emotional decisions you're not going to have any vision of your future you're in the you're in the vision of a fear moment and the longer you stay there, the longer you're not going to get out. And you brought up these leaders in Washington. We, we put people there to make decisions for us. So, and we elect them because they align with, with our philosophies or our ideologies or our wishes for our community. And we put them there and then we, we don't pay attention. Uh, at the decisions they make. They, they get there because they want the power and they want the abilities and the money. And they don't take our interests in particular to heart because they just do what they want to do. And then we find ourselves with elected officials that are not behaving to our wishes. So in some senses, we are not being responsible we're offloading our responsibility to someone else. So let's bring this around to this spiritual position that each one has to deal with in, in what they're dealing with emotionally inside, in their spiritual space, with their fears and their anxieties and their worries, right? Or their enthusiasm, okay. excitement, and joy. Sure. Um, these sensations vary. Right, so last in 2016, people who supported Trump were so elated they thought finally the world has been healed, and the opposite side felt it was the end of the world began, and now it almost appears as if they're they're flipping. So no matter which side you're on, and no matter because we all tend to have one leaning or another, we're all feeling to some extent dis discomforted. When that fear arises, what are some practical things that we could do, or practical things maybe that you do or you might suggest? can be done to bring us back to a balanced spiritual state 
there's a whole list of things that are bombarding us every day. And I think the, the hardest thing to do is to exercise what I term discernment. How do I tell if this is truthful? How do I tell if this is a lie? What do I want? What does everyone want? We all want the same things, I'm guessing, in terms of goodness, but it's the discernment. And listening to that, that internal voice as a mechanism to help you identify and discern the truth. And that takes courage. And it isn't, so it's not just discernment. It's not emotional, it's not pragmatism but it's also the courage to, to acknowledge the truth, even if, it, even if it doesn't play right in your head. Inside, somewhere, you know what is right and what is wrong. And after that, you get to choose which way you want to go. But I say discernment and the courage to acknowledge what you recognize. So those who feel as if their position is right and therefore they can sense that perhaps the opposition would then be wrong, mm -hmm. right? That whole thought process almost seems to be in opposition to the spiritual space. Because until, until we can acknowledge the human being mm -hmm. and not the political ideologies that are happening and all these different things that occur, and I, I know for myself I try to become aware of the other point of view. I become super sensitive to wanting to understand how the other person thinks. how What's the other person feeling? Because that kind of brings us into a spiritual space where we can affect healing. We can affect connecting. We can we, we, we can affect positive um outcomes when you think about either side what is it that they want what is it that they desire and at what lengths and what things will they do to get what they want is it power is it control is it that i have more than you uh where's the altruism in it you walk by somebody that's laying on the street because you're busy or do you see them as being lazy think of it in terms of what is good not what it is I, that I desire but is what is it good is it good for me is it good for everyone or is it just good for me and the more that we think about how we affect others. How can we help others in our decisions? Or am I just making decisions for my own selfish purposes? So since we're wrapping this up, we're just about to reach a um, 30 minute mark. It kind of as a, um, a, a joining concept of being able to bring people together. And we talk about, you know, what's in it for me, what are we thinking about? What 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 could you condense down as a a rule 
you know, I think of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had someone, not that you can do better than Christ, but, you know, the, but, you know, someone says, you know, you, you should treat other people how they want to be treated. You know, um, so that because sometimes we have different measuring mechanisms. Those who have grown up in a Christian community or a Christian family may have a higher moral um, acuity that they feel is majorly important to them and to their family and to the stability of their society. And then you can have others who come from a very liberal society who feel as if, you know, that that those religious components can be burdensome and can be judgmental. What can we put out as a message or as a, um, a maxim a a proverb to say this is what we all need to do to come together okay well there's a couple prerequisites actually Ray I'm going to have to cut you off there just for the sake of time let's leave these questions as the starting point for our next discussion on our podcast next week thanks again Ray for joining me today